Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. I am the light of the world, John 8 verse 12. On Friday night, Jenny said, quick, quick, come outside, look at this, look at this. I, um, I went outside to join her and um, there was this amazing sunset. And the sun was this perfect uh, circle of orange hovering above the skyline. It was just an, a really amazing sight. And in just a few minutes we watched as it just slowly became a half circle and then a quarter circle. And finally it sank below the horizon at about 8.25, I think. And the only reason we could even look at it and that it was uh, so unusual, I think, was because of the Australian bushfires. And it was really a bit hard to to truly enjoy um, this spectacular sight, knowing that the full beauty of the sun was being masked by tragedy in New South Wales. And as I just sort of pondered, reflected on this a little bit later on, I thought of the second half of that verse, John 8 verse 12. The second bit says, uh, He who follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but shall have the light of life. You see, God continues to pour his light and his life into us despite tragedies. And our ups and downs. Can we have an amen for that? So that's a great promise to focus on as we wrap up this red letter series. The the words of Jesus. Just unpacking the words of Jesus starting with the words, I am. Over recent weeks we've heard him say, I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the vine, I am the way, the truth and the life. And we've just heard on the, on the song, we've heard, I am the great I am. He is the great I am. And today we read, I am the light of the world. And Mary hid all these things in her heart. But what do we do? with these wonderful words of encouragement. What should we do right now with all of this information, these six or seven I am's? What do we do with that as we turn our thoughts to the coming Christ child at Christmas? And one of my hopes uh, for this series is that we fall in love afresh with this Jesus who is called Emmanuel, God with us, and he'll never leave us. Let's just fall in love afresh with this beautiful Savior. Shall we do that? And in order to do that, let's turn to Luke eleven twenty nine, And we're going to read through to verse 36. Luke eleven twenty nine. As the crowds increased, Jesus said, This is a wicked generation 
It asks for a sign, but no one will no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah was a sign to the Ninevites, so also will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of Sheba will rise at the judgment with the people of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. The lamp of the body. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden in, or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in may, have, may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it is dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. The reading begins with Jesus saying, something greater than Jonah and Solomon is here. You know, Jesus is telling the crowd, you know, you've got to be a bit careful of the crowd, don't we? The crowd's easily swayed. But Jesus tells the crowd that they're not seeing clearly. They're not hearing well. And they're certainly not very bright in their understanding of who it is who is standing with them, who is among them, standing right in front of them. He's the light of the world. And his lamp is magnificent and compelling. This was their moment. And they missed it. In verse 33, he's referring to himself. No one puts a lamp under a bowl or hides it away. He's referring to himself. He's saying he is not to be hidden away in a carpenter's workshop anymore or out meditating in the desert. He's now on display and he's knowable ready to draw back to the Father all men and women who have their spiritual ears on and their spiritual eyes open. He is the lamp that outshines all others. And this was his time to shine. You see, the queen of Sheba and the wise men, foreigners, sensed his glory. But his own people missed it. So he is the first lamp. But there's more than one lamp. Because in verse 34, he says, we have a lamp. 
The lamp of our body is the eye. And he says when that lamp is clear, our whole body is full of light. And when it's not, when our eyes are not clear, our bodies are full of darkness. And Jesus is saying here, whatever or whoever we focus on becomes the light and the intention of our lives. So it's what we're focusing on, who we're into, that will determine the direction of our life. And the Greek word for lamp is the word luchnos, and it means illuminator. Our lights, uh, our lamp is our eyes. Our lamp or eyes illuminates what matters to us. It lights up what we want it to light up because that's where we're looking. And they determine our direction and our focus. It's really easy to find out what people find really important after just spending a few minutes with them. Because generally, the chances are that within just a few minutes, their conversation will go to what's most important and their eyes light up when you ask them about their passions. One night I was at a neighbor's place. She was sort of a bit new to the, to the district, to, the, to our road. She'd sort of asked all her mates plus plus us. <laughs> we didn't really know anyone. But I had a pretty good clue when this guy had Chevrolet all tattooed down his left arm that maybe, just maybe, it would be quite good to start talking about cars. <laughs> yep, 20 minutes later, I almost regretted it. <laughs> but you can see when people light up with their passion, their eyes, you can see it in their eyes, what they're really into. Only takes a few minutes in someone's presence, and their conversation will turn to the things that are really important. And I recently shared this verse about Jesus in Luke ten fifty one, where he resolutely set his face to go to Jerusalem. You know, it was like he was so focused. Don't bother me. I'm heading to die. I'm going to that place where I will be crucified. Wow. That's, that's focus. Then comes this mystery verse, verse 35. Then watch out that the light in you may not be darkness. Whoa. Wow. So we're to be careful what our eyes see. Much passes through the eyes that isn't light, spiritual light. We are constantly bombarded with images. And yes, I know, I know we've got a filter in our brain, and we've hopefully got a brain. But if our eyes naturally seek the bright lights of the world, and on harmful things that just imprint themselves on our heart, then those bright lights will shield us from the true light. 
We'll easily miss the true light if we're too busy with the bright lights because our lamps are masked by distractions and distorted images. And like the sunset on Friday night, smoke distorts the true light for us. Jesus says, be careful. Be very careful because you'll become like what you worship. In a sense, that's what he said. And it backs up Psalm 115 verse 8. It says, those who trust in idols will become like them. I found that verse after I'd been to India. Wow. We become like the idols we worship. You don't want the light in you to turn out to be darkness in the end. What a shame, eh? To find out too late that the light in you is actually darkness because you haven't made Jesus your focus. He hasn't been the true light that you want. You've wanted other things. You've wandered. You've got distracted. During the week, I've been to two, been, been with, with unbelievers. It's been great. Um, had a night out of the meeting. Um, and, you know, I was just so aware that everything I said, I wanted to carry some weight. You know, you've got to be so careful that what you believe and what you're saying lines up with what the Jesus in you, you know? Uh, because opinions matter. Opinions can change the world. Another guy said to me, yeah, you're a long time in the box, eh? You know, people, people know that this life is just, just the, the, the test. It's the... It's the uh, training ground for the next. Be careful that the light in you doesn't turn out to be darkness in the end. A candle is awesome. Got these candles here. They're awesome compared to the darkness. I remember going on a guided tour down the East Mine when it was still open. <laughs> The guide got us all to turn off our headlamps at the same time, somewhere underneath the Waikato River, I think. <laughs> and I can remember thinking, so that's, or this is what pitch black really is. It was so black, you could not see your fingers in front of your face. I tried it. <laughs> it was so, so black. There was no light source coming from anywhere. Couldn't see anything. It was a darkness I'd never known before or since. But the first headlamp that turned back on pushed back the darkness. Vroomf. And we saw faces and smiles, walls, boots. And we were out of there. <laughs> I thought... Stuff this. <laughs> You'd have to pay me to work down here. And then I thought, oh, yeah, we do. We do pay people to work down there. But anyway, a candle is awesome compared to the dark of night, but it's useless once the sun comes out. 
but the power of one candle can push back the darkness in a whole room. And, you know, our lamps are very effective in a dark place. You might not think you're doing very much. What is my little effort? But a little candle is very effective in a dark place. The darker the place, the more effective the candle is in the dark places of the world. But praise God, it won't be needed when Jesus returns full of light and glory. And in John 9 verses 4 and 5, we read that, um, whatever we read, no, we didn't read it. And I can't remember why I wrote that. Hang on, let's have a look at it. Let's read it. Let's read John 9, 4 and 5. Um, but this happens so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent us. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. In Matthew 5, verse 14, you'll remember this as the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus challenges his listeners, which now includes us, by saying we are the light of the world. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't he just say in John 8, I am the light of the world? Now he's telling us that we are the light of the world. Which is it? It's both. It's both. He is the true light. And the more we hang out with him, the more we reflect his light everywhere we go. It's no use complaining about how dark the world is getting. Because all we need to do is hang out with Jesus. And we give our little candles worth to our small corner. We used to sing that song, isn't it? He's telling us now that we are the light of the world. We carry something of that light into the darkness, into shops, into our workplaces, our schools, universities, socializing with friends. We carry that light. Are you carrying that light? The Greek word used for the single vision of the eye that's clear in verse 34 that we were reading from in Luke, Luke 11 is hapless, hapless or haplous. This word means simple or single, as in singleness of purpose. It means being of one moral code, not compromised. As we make the true light of Jesus our desire, we want more of him. We want more of it. You know how, like when you click on a Hillsong song on YouTube, another 10 pop up. The program is designed to give you more of what you want, to give you more of what you desire. See, our mind and our heart, sorry, our mind and our eyes work together with our soul in the same way. And by taking captive negative thoughts, they lose their grip. 
slowly those things are pushed to the bottom of the list. We take captive a negative thought, say, thought, you don't have any place in my mind. It goes down the list. Loses its grip on us by guarding our eye gate. Our mind has only good stuff to dwell on. Good stuff comes to the top of the list. In time, we only want the good stuff. In time, we only want good things to enter. The key is to allow the true light to flood our being and to guide our steps, our decisions, and our thoughts. And you might be saying, hey, pastor, that's much easier said than done. Then try this. Slap some praise on, on the way to work. Get your heart ready for the day and be light to those around you who have no hope. There's power in praise. I've just been cranking up the um, album from Scripture and Song. It's awesome. The 50-year reunion of Scripture and Song. Just crank praise into your life and remember... We're on solid ground. We're on the rock, folks, friends. We have Jesus and the Word of God. We are on rock, solid ground, and the world is on sinking sand. Remember that. Our God will never change or falter. He is rock solid. And in time, they'll want what you've got. If you're, the, if you're upbeat from all the praise you've been listening to on the way to work, it'll show on your face. But just wait. Be consistent and see. They'll be coming to you for answers. It's amazing how quietly people just come to the Christian at the workplace. Hey, I got this going down. Can you help? And finally, remember, we're not alone we're part of a family here. Let's remember to pray for each other. Let's remember to lift each other up. Remember the texting I suggested? Just a text can do an awful, I mean, a great amount of good. <laughs> also, the angels. <laughs> you know, the angels, they surround us day and night. I got a whole team of them. <laughs> I keep them really busy. <laughs> they never sleep. <laughs> we got these big old angels around us day and night, and they keep watch. They take our words, and they take our words of praise to the throne room of heaven, and our words become our worlds. On the other hand, criticism Back chat, negative talk becomes our reality as well. I came across a verse one day, what they dread came upon them. You know, sometimes we get what we've always feared we'd get because it says in the Bible, what they dread came upon them. Let's not dread anything. Let's just fear God and nothing else. Watch your words. They bring either light or darkness. 
Let's give all the praise and the glory to our beautiful Savior who keeps us from stumbling. We just sang before, who are we or who am I? Who we are are people who are light carriers. I was going to be a bit corny and take a candle around the room and say, how's that going to affect you this weekend? How's it going to go into your workplace? But just start thinking about how are you going to be a light carrier this week? One last thought. He just gives enough light for one day at a time. Aaron covered this. We didn't talk. He didn't know. It's in my notes. Psalm 119, verse 105. Memorize it. Memorize it. Um, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's one of those... Verses you just want to memorize. Thy word. Get, your, get the word into you. It'll push back the darkness. It'll make us a light carrier, a beacon of light. But it's not for way down the road, it's 10 kilometers ahead. It's just here for today. The lights are on dip. It just gives you enough light for today then God gives enough light for tomorrow, tomorrow. When we remain in the light, like Friday's sunset, he can even turn disasters into beauty. It's never too late. It's never too late to turn back and say to Jesus, I want the true light in me. Let's just get pushed back this darkness. I want the light in me to be light. I want Jesus to be my focus. Amen. Father, I thank you for this word and all these I am's. Thank you, Lord, that you are the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. That's just incredible. Sacrifice, selfless love, Agape love, love that has no tags, love that has no conditions. Thank you, Lord. You are the bread of life, the very stuff we need every day. You're the light to our path. You are the door. You are the vine, and you are the light of the world, and you want us to be the light with our Candle power, pushing back darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.